Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the NoBS Pod with Luis and Daniela. Um, before you guys listen to this podcast, make sure you guys go rate us on Apple Podcasts because it helps this podcast out, you know? We need to know that you guys are liking what you're hearing, so go show us some love on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, Daniela, how was your weekend before we start? Give us a little, I know we usually do this in the other portion of our podcast, <laughs> but give us a little breakdown of how your weekend went. How my weekend went was that my dad forgot to change the oil in my car and we painted the cabinets in our kitchen so productive I mean for for the past 12 months that is the most productive I think we could have ever been painting our cabinets so how was your weekend how was- it was great um like I mentioned in the other episode um I reached the point of midterms I still have all A's so I know I talk about school a lot but it's like bitch that's kind of my life right now I mean there's not much else I can talk about good at least you have a life I'm like some of us. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, everything's going great. Happy to still be alive. Knock on wood. No COVID. Love that. If you guys have the opportunity to get vaccinated, go do so. But um, yeah, let's just dive right in because we have a wonderful episode. Wonderful. Is that actually I take that back? Is that a good word to describe the episode? <laughs> um, I don't know. But um, let's dive right in. So the girls of Atlanta. So the episode starts off with Kenya. So she's FaceTiming her dad and they basically have a conversation about her marriage or lack thereof. Um, They talk about Brooklyn's birthday party. And I want to say we kind of see a softer side of Kenya, but not necessarily Mm -hmm. um, the dad. And I'm sorry, but they show like flashbacks and stuff. And the dad just comes across as like a sexist, bitter old man. And I get it. People are born we're all born at a different time. Like it was a different time, but it's like, there's no, there's no excuse for that. I don't know. How do you perceive her dad in this situation? Um, Her dad reminded me of Giselle's dad. And then I'm like, Oh wait, aren't they like besties? Aren't Giselle and Kenya like besties? Maybe they like, bonded over their fathers, but um, her dad, I totally, <laughs> I totally forgot about her dad. And um, just, I mean, he was coming off very shady towards her. He was coming off very shady towards her. And he like he was like, oh, you made it to three years married. Did you? Did you even make it? And I was like, Kenya, he like, was like, maybe. I don't know if it was her or him that they were like, um, well, yeah, you've been separated for what, like a third of that, half of that. So does it really count? Yeah, but, um, exactly. They, they talk about how Kenya talks about how she didn't invite her dad yeah. to the wedding, which she kind of regrets and the, her reasoning behind that is that she says that she feels like her her dad and mark wouldn't have gotten along which like what does that say about not only i don't know what does that say about you in the way you choose your men or what does exactly. that say about your dad or about mark like isn't that a red flag right there red flag number one honey if you don't want to introduce them to your parents especially when you say like my father's opinion really means a lot to me but yet you weren't willing to let him meet who you said was the love of your life like you've been proposed too many times, but Mark was the one. Girl, no. Which like, red I don't want to come across. As I know I just mentioned, I just labeled the father as a sexist, bitter man. And I don't want to be labeled <laughs> the same way. But who, and I, I don't, I'm not saying she's a liar, but who is proposing to her? What? I was like, is this a Danielle Staub situation? Were you engaged 19 times? <laughs> Were you, are we about to flip a table? <laughs> yikes um but yeah it ends with her saying that she basically started therapy because of her relationship with mark which i want to say it's a good thing because she's able yeah. to like express how she feels or in someone for mm-hmm. actually to listen to her um yeah. but at the same time it's like not a good situ- situation because obviously this man is a horrible cunt and he's treated her yeah. badly 
it's it's the whole situation in itself but um moving on we see kenya and drew they meet for dinner and can we start off with drew doing her exercises i hate i i will defend everyone but i hate how they i don't know they were making her out to be like weird like or were you on their side where you were like girl why are you doing this this is dinner you're being extra I mean, yeah, I totally saw that part where it was like, girl, what are you doing? But I also, I get where you're going. I get where you're going with the point about how it seems like, like everyone minus Portia, maybe, because I don't know, she hasn't, she doesn't really spend time with Drew. The last time she spent time with her was literally that that first time that was them one-on-one at Portia's house. Yeah. But um, it seems like everyone wants to make Portia out to be like, like weird or something. And it's like, or not Portia, Drew, sorry. They want to make Drew out to be weird. Like Candy's comment about like, Drew, you don't know Latoya like that. Don't make comments about her. Or Drew, like, Drew, why were you making, why were you doing those vocal exercises at dinner? You're so weird. And it's like, what? Like, can Yeah, you guys- which we'll, we'll get into it more later because that's when they like discussed it at her at Marla's pumpkin patch thing. Um, But yeah, I was like, you guys are, I don't like this gang mentality. Like, I know I yeah. first went to give my fucking opinion because I'm just a fucking loudmouth bitch. But I don't like that, that whole gang up, like, and I'm glad that Drew is able to hold her own because if it was any anybody Absolutely. else, they would like, I don't know, any feel bad. Movie? Exactly. And like, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But um, uh, yeah, they're fucking annoying when it comes to that. Um, so we see them meet for dinner and they talk about what's going on. It's mainly just Drew explaining to Kenya that she feels like there's tension because there's fakeness going around. And Kenya is not having any of it. She, I feel like she's diminishing and she's kind of dismissive of, dismissive of Drew. It goes yeah. back to the... I'm better than you. You're weird. Who are you type of thing? And yeah, Kenya says that she feels like Drew betrayed her when she, when Drew basically exposed her text talking about how, yeah, we're in a private jet, but don't tell them, but I don't want them to know and blah, whatever, whatever. And then it gets to the point where they're just talking and eventually they start singing over one another. I found it so <laughs> hilarious and kind of iconic that Drew was like not letting her. I mean, they were both not letting each other talk, but the yeah. point that got me was when Drew was like, me 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 and like she hit that no and i was like kenya you cannot sing you're pretty there's no (laughs) doubt about it anyone can see that you're a gorgeous woman but singing that's not your talent the thing i love about drew is that she doesn't shut up when kenya shuts her up and i'm like yes bitch keep talking if she's gonna interrupt you interrupt her no matter how many times she says stop interrupting me keep interrupting her because that's (laughs) just what's gonna make me like you even more i hate the newbies eva who like let kenya like overpower them yeah. Kim Fields. And I I think it oh god, Kim oh, Fields never Kim had Fields. a chance. Um I know. what I don't like about like you said, Kenya is trying to be like she's a tyrant, trying to be the queen of it all. And like she like exactly. looks down at you, like you said, she speaks at you, not to you, and she tries to like overpower exactly. her beast like behavior. Um <laughs> and, and like, it's ironic it's ironic that she calls nini out for a lot of this a lot of this behavior where she's like you try to fire people off the show blah 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 kenny are you not are you not the same like she exhibits the same behavior and exactly. my final thoughts on drew is that i think what's eating i think what it's mainly about can you hear i think what really eats at her and what hurts her is when people do the same thing she does she does not if yeah. she the thing that she failed to realize is the thing that she fails to realize that makes better <laughs> English um, is that she's not a good person. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just her personality on the show, her persona, but she's not a good person to this lady. So when they throw back the same bullshit that she spews, then it hurts her. Then it upsets her. So I'm like, Drew, you got it, girl. Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, and then last thing, can we talk about how Kenya was like broke bitches uh, split checks? 
what why the fuck if you just spent the entire dinner like talking down to me why the fuck would I want to pay for you I'm sorry like no and also the fuck am I gonna want to fucking pay the whole bill for exactly if I did like you why the fuck do I want to pay nonsense I love how shady editor the editors were and fucking calculated the tax for them because Kenya was like I don't like to calculate tax and like you don't have to they calculate it for you <laughs> like which I, I maybe I'm reading too much into it but I was like is it are they trying to shade her by saying she eats a lot or because her check was like 30 something or were and they she trying didn't to, get a drink she didn't get they, a drink yeah or are they trying to shade Drew by calling her a cheap girl I don't know you read into it um <laughs> Moving on, we see Cynthia and Mallory, and they're on their way to a dress shop because, of course, everything that could possibly go wrong for Cynthia's wedding is going wrong. Apparently, her mom's dress is not coming in time, so they're going to go and buy a new one. Mallory, of course, you know, the power of television, how convenient that she receives the story, the page six story, while they're on their way. And she's like, she's reading the headline, and she's like, girl, what is this? Is this true? And you mm. can tell, I, I have a feeling that Cynthia realized she was being filmed. Because you know how they they don't have a cameraman with them in the car? It's like a GoPro. I feel like for a yeah. second, it slipped her mind that she was being filmed. And she was like, because when Mallory asked her, is this true? Like, who's involved? She was like, well, well I don't know. Like, it's, I don't want to be involved. And then in her confessional, she's like, I'll just say that. I don't know who leaked it, but I know who was the most pressed about it. So I feel like Cynthia definitely was being calculated here. Because if she wasn't being filmed, I feel like she would have. I don't want to say she would have thrown shade, but she would like outed Portia because it's all alleged. We don't know who did it, but I feel like something about the conversation was a little bit calculated. Am I reaching here? How did how did you see this this scene? Yeah, Cynthia, it was obvious. I was like, uh, is she gonna catch herself? I this is where it bothers me where people are like, no, we need to know it's TV. I'm like, yeah, I totally understand that part. But if they all came to an agreement and said, you guys, let's not talk about what happened at the bachelorette party after the cameras were off because we just want to have fun without being judged that like to me that's where I'm just like okay it seems like they're all in agreement because Cynthia stopped saying something or she she stopped herself or something yeah um I would have I would have been okay with her spilling some tea no <laughs> you're like no not on Portia <laughs> I mean I don't know but I guess and here's the thing before we move on I feel like because of Candy Speak on it, which is her YouTube channel where she you know, explains what happens in the show. She had Kenya on, and Kenya mm-hmm. had a lot to say. She said that a she believes there's audio that production is ready to roll out during the reunion. Which, if you guys are following, if you're not following me on Twitter, go follow me on Twitter at King Lewis. That's K I N G G G L O U I S. Make sure you guys go show my tweet towards Bravo because apparently they're taking questions. Make sure you guys go show my tweet some love, retweet it, like it, so that Andy asked the question. My question to Kenya was I know early on in the season she made a comment about um at this point they're putting themselves in a position to get arrested they edited that out we didn't see it in the actual episode I found it super shady so I'm like she needs to address that situation because you come across as ignorant and yeah I don't know where I left off but moving on Marlo is hosting a little pumpkin patch event like what would you even call this I was like what I, a lot of dudes were saying, "What the f- is it fall? Because half of y'all are in leather. Kenya's in a tank top. Marlo's in a poncho. Like, what? what's the weather like? Is this even a pumpkin patch like, yeah, gathering? I don't get what the whole situation was, but I digress. Um, of course, the conversation that's being held is who leaked the story? Why is this being talked about? What about con- confidentiality? Is that a thing? Um, mm-hmm. um, and then Kenya's like, whoever's involved, they can talk about it. 
Oh, one thing that I did know that I found super interesting, and this is what I don't like about Kenya, is I don't think she realizes the shit that she says because <laughs> I wrote it specifically. She says, whoever is involved can talk about it. They can choose to talk about it or not. Exactly. But then what are you, then what are you doing? Why are yeah. you talking about it? You're bringing it up, blaming people, accusing people. It's like you exactly. contradict yourself so often. You, no one can take you serious. Um, and of course, she also mentions if it was a B. Scott or a TMZ story, then yes, I did it, which... By you saying that, I'm just going to go ahead and say you probably leaked exactly. it then because if you're admitting to it leaking to leaking stories in the past, who's to say you yeah. didn't leak this one? I'm going to pull a Kenya and I'm going to say I have two suspects, Don Juan and Kenya herself or someone in Kenya's circle. Just like um, the, everybody has assistance in a glam squad, Kenya has to have assistance or something. So I feel like if it wasn't her personally, she told somebody so that they could leak it. Do you get me? It's well, either Don Juan or Kenya. That's my well, suspicion. The, the people of Twitter were not having it. They were like, y'all are doing the most right now. It was probably production because they didn't want a, their season to flop. So that's another <laughs> option. I don't know who to believe. But um, they also talk about how Tanya fled the country, which Tanya said, fuck this. I'm not going to deal with the drama. And she fled to Canada. As I previously mentioned in like two or three episodes, <laughs> we're no longer going to see her. Um, She's not going to yeah. be at the reunion. So... I mean, does this make her look good? Does this make her look bad? It's all how you view things. I mean, yeah, it does not make her look good, for, in my opinion. But a lot of people were like, why? Why didn't she stay and fess up? I think a lot of you forget she's not a housewife. She's just a friend of. She has no, she doesn't really like. Owe yeah, she doesn't owe anything. anyone anything. Exactly. So if I'm she like, felt she the need leave. to leave, then I guess then that's her leave. prerogative. It is what exactly. it is. Um <laughs> They then FaceTime Cynthia and she's talking about all the problems. They mentioned that she hasn't gone a prenub and that she's just going to end up doing a postnub. Of course, Kenya's like, that's it. I give everyone that advice. Get a prenub, get a prenub. I just didn't take my own advice. Again, oh, like I said, two seconds ago, contradicting yourself. <laughs> and I found it so shady. Like, I know you can throw shade at your friends. It is what it is. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But I found it interesting how Candy was like, what did Candy say? Candy said something about like, um Kenya should have done it and look at the situation she's in and then Kenya went ahead and said well if that's what she wants to deal with after dealing with the things she dealt with with Peter then that's her yeah. thing so I'm like you guys are so fucking shady what how did you see this? can I actually that's a moment that I saw but also another moment I saw was Cynthia um when her and Mal were talking about the uh leak to the blog and Cynthia in her confessional said something about how I don't know who um, leaked it, but I know who was. I don't know pressed. who leaked it, but uh, whoever was pressed leaked it or something. And I was like, "That's throwing shade at your bestie." And I'm like, "I'm I know I'm just coming off of my season twelve binge or whatever, but I'm like, are they not over whatever the fuck that was last season where there was fun shade, but it was also not fun shade? Like, <laughs> do they like to me? It's like at this point, are you guys not friends, but you don't want to say something to the other one? because you know how the other one's going to react like i.e cynthia if she told kenya she didn't want to be friends with her or if cynthia told kenya you're a little too mean to me uh, we all know how kenya's gonna react so i'm like she's a bridesmaid in your wedding and you're really gonna let her throw shade at you like that or she's a bridesmaid in your wedding and you're really gonna throw shade at her like that like what, what yeah the three little i was very confused the three little alliance team that you know nini loved to call them out she said <laughs> that alliance um it did it did come across as shady where they they all were just kind of throwing shade at each other which i know candy don't like nini always said don't talk about my man like if anyone mentioned any exactly. type of comment relating to money about Todd, she would not have exactly. it so 
I'm curious to see how Andy's gonna bring it up at the reunion where he's gonna, you know, basically call them out and say, Y'all are shady. Um, and of course, like I already know it's gonna play out. They're gonna be like, No, it was just Uh shade. We're besties, we're besties, because they have the We're besties. That's why I hate that they're friends because when I was watching the season where Kenya first started, I think, and they were all on the bus and everybody was late, and Kenya was like, You guys are all late. And Candy was like, Don't come to me saying yeah. that I'm late. Okay. Like they were popping off at each other. And I, I was like, Yes, like just like Candy can hold her own with Nini, Candy can hold her own with Kenya. And that's why it bothers me that they're friends because I'm like, How, where is that Candy, the one that popped off to Kenya? Like, why can't you do that again? Why can't you put her in her place? As soon she as you a lot said, of shit. as soon as you said that, I like the scene is playing in my head because you guys know I fucking love the show. She's like, you can set the fuck down because nobody cares what she's saying. Thank like, you. Candy, and you're right. Candy is that. Candy big, can hold her comes. own. Exactly. exactly. So, and I think Kenya realizes that. And I think this is why we're never going to get a feud between them ever again, because mm-hmm. Kenya doesn't want to cross that point. Exactly. Where it's going to end up with them arguing. Exactly. It's a whole lot of nonsense. I want them to just call me a hater. I want that friendship to end because it seems like more of an alliance. And I get it. Exactly. You're loyal to your friends, but it, it just comes across as fake. But um, exactly. moving on, they go on their little uh trailer track. What is what is it called? Like they go on a tractor. They go on a little. Uh, yeah, a tractor. Their little. Like a hayride. Uh, hayride. And they start to yeah. get. <laughs> drew and kenya's dinner of course they're like why the toy of all people she's like why why did it end abruptly why did why did you leave i don't get it i thought y'all were good and kenya's like well y'all y'all saw uh how we were in on our trip like she came for me and then of course this is this is like strike three um just like drew said last straw <laughs> this is my last straw so kenya decides to ask around and she's like girls girls don't you remember on our trip she came for me at that dinner right she came for me and i'm like kenya a day ago, you were saying, exactly. I don't care what the other women think. I don't care what whatever. And now you're trying to ask them for to, for them to defend you. I don't get it. And Drew kind of held her own. But again, I don't like this gang mentality where they're all just like, no, yeah, you were coming for her. Drew, 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 Drew. It's like everybody's name. <laughs> Drew's the name on everybody's lips. Like, how did you see this little situation? I was like, you guys are so like, because you don't like Marlo, especially this is another reason I don't like that they're friends because Marlo is another person who can like hold their own with Kenya because she won't shut the fuck up when Kenya tells her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so that's why I hate that they're friends now. I mean, I know a lot of people are like rooting for their friendship, but I'm like, no, I need people to tell Kenya shut the fuck up. That's what makes the show like the best for me. But I'm like, you guys all act like scared of her why are you guys acting like she's some sort of like 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 she has something on you or something like what is this drew like drew no yeah you came her when when at the dinner you guys were all like thank you drew for speaking up no drew actually she has a lot of points she's making a lot of points y'all just now that you guys now that you guys are all buddy buddy with kenny again after she's trying to out your fun i guess we're back on team kenya (laughs) Yeah, and like, and this is what I mean, but like, make it about myself. Put me on television because I feel like I I tend to be, you know, I'm very outspoken, but I feel like I'm the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I just, I hate that. Even Shamia, I mean, they probably edited out, but girl, Shamia, why weren't you sticking up for Drew? Like, and I, I think it just boils down to kind of like the survivor mentality where as long as it's not me getting dragged, let me put my two cents in. Let me just drag you with everybody else like that's some bullshit um but thankfully drew is that bitch and she's able to hold her own before i move on 
I forgot to mention, they talk about the vocal exercises. They were like, she's uh, weird. Why was she doing it? And again, it's like, God. Kenya talks about how her career is amazing. She's worked for 30 years mm-hmm. plus. And I'm like, have you been working for 30 years or did your career start at the age of 30? Like, I think you got this too confused. Um, Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like how they were like, Kenny's like, I do those exercises, just not at dinner. It's like, oh, come on. You guys are reaching at this point. Like, stop being bitches. Exactly. Stop just trying to find something to like make her seem like the weird one or the odd one out from your group it's like because you're so fucking annoying where's Portia at? <laughs> <laughs> exactly Portia you just had to fucking get your directions wrong end up in fucking Acapulco you idiot like come Not on Acapulco, bitch. <laughs> but um moving on we see Portia she arrives they say 30 minutes late but from the point that they stopped their little hayride it seemed like about an hour or so um and they're like what happened so they just kind of recap of all the shit they talked about and Marlo you know she feels like this is a heart-to-heart moment and she's like I just feel like I'm being iced out like ever since I made up with Kenya Portia you've been acting kind of funny and Portia's like in in so many words girl bye like I haven't talked to Shamia since the trip and she's my bestie and Marlo's like I know but okay okay and she kind of like backs down and we see this kind of as um one of the accounts that we see a shift in dynamics and friendships and, and relationships and Mm-hmm. you can tell that something's brewing between Portia and Marlo and I don't know would you would you be as defensive as Marlo was or mm, yes because while I don't like the friendship I think poor Marlo it's like you guys I'm just trying to be friends with everybody like you guys always fucking tell me that I need to stop going so hard on people like and here I am trying to fucking mend fences with Kenya and y'all are mad at me for mending fences <laughs> with her so I feel like I feel bad for her but I'm like Marlo I think you just need to show I hate when they do that like show your loyalty to me but it's like I think you just need to show that you appreciate all your friendships the same and you're not going to go above and beyond just to be Kenya's friend which I feel like is what they think she's going to do which I mean let's be honest she probably is going to do um but I'm like not show your loyalty but not to pull in you but it's like Milo support me bitch (laughs) (laughs) I cannot tell you why or how that (laughs) phrase that clip my friend Brianna always like she always quotes it Larry quotes it and I'm like and I it's funny because I actually hate that dinner scene because I was on Marlo's side I was like Nini I was on Marlo's side Brent's hurting uh, Greg's hurting we're all hurting but that's besides the point um I, I could see where Marla's coming from because like you said, they're always constantly getting on her case about, you know, you're being a bitch right now, be friends with everybody. Yeah. And now that she's doing it, they're kind of like, what? wait a minute. But at the same time, if I was Portia, I would question it too. Cause it's like yeah. a couple Which, using her logic you, a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, you were being besties with me, kicking with me. And now yeah. you're over here talking about, I mean, no, yeah, I heard noises. You fucked them. I mean, yeah. I mean it's your body. Do what you want. But like, Gee. that's kind of, eh, you know what I'm saying? Someone brought up a good point, which I totally understand Kenya stands when they say oh but if Kenya did this you guys would all be at her but then I thought about it and I said well Marlo came at it a completely different way you know Marlo's you know how Marlo is so you know that she's not coming from a place of shame because if Marlo was coming from a place of shame then that bitch is a hypocrite but um the way that Marlo was investigating right there at the picnic table and everybody was like oh no one's gonna get on Marlo's case she's investigating and I'm like I don't think you guys understand 
the context right now. Marlo's not investigating to call somebody a slut. She's investigating to make light of the moment right there. Like, oh, our story just got leaked. Okay, so girl, just tell me the truth. You slept with him, right? I like, mean, I might have you seen you're it differently. Um, oh, but really? I guess, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was like- You think I'm reaching or what? Especially because Shamia was like, okay, like girl, stop talking about it. Like who, why oh, do you guys okay. care so much? But I don't know, to each their own. We'll see what the okay. future holds for Portia and Marlo's relationship. <laughs> no spoiler alert i think they have each other blocked but anyways um so the episode ends with kenya going to therapy um she basically tells a therapist that she feels like she was super transparent in her marriage and mark wasn't she talks about how her relationship with her mother didn't help her in life because obviously that wasn't a great one um and then she also talks about she talked about a lot which yeah i mean it is what it is um she talks about how she feels in she felt invisible growing up to her mom because i mean her mom didn't acknowledge her which as much as i dislike kenya i don't wish that upon anyone like that's horrible i can only imagine what she what she feels to this day Mm -hmm. um how did you how did you think this session went down do you think this helped her do you think this was all for tv i mean yeah let's not let's not um let's not go let's not be devil's advocate and be like oh just like so and so is performing for the cameras are we now performing but Let's, let's not put that out there. Um, I just did. Um, I think it's it takes it's a big step to acknowledge that you need help. Well, I appreciate the fact that she's going to therapy to help her in her relationship and future relationships. Um, I think she should also also acknowledge the fact that she needs to not get help. I want to say, but like she should be going to the therapist as well to help her acknowledge like her personality with female friendships yeah her behavior because Um, one thing she did know is that she said i feel like i'm made out to be the bad guy not only in her relationship i feel like it's a broad Mm -hmm. statement and it's like yeah i mean nobody likes if nobody wants to feel like the bad guy obviously but at 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 some point you have to take accountability and own your shit and mm-hmm. i feel like she she doesn't really like to do that like she loves attention yeah. as long as it's good attention because anytime anyone calls her out i mean nobody likes to be called out again but it's like exactly you got to take accountability and she it ends with her saying that she's going to prioritize her feelings from now on and she's going to try to give brooklyn her baby the best life she could possibly get exactly i think that's her biggest fear is turning into her own mother i will say that that scene with kenya where her mom like locks the door on her um was always very like dark to me I was always like oh my gosh like why are we filming this right now like why like why are we watching this so that was the one time that I have like humanized Kenya and I have like empathized with her because I'm like oh my gosh like like no wonder she does not do well in female friendships or just in general the way that she develops relationships with others because the one relationship that's like important to her me I'm becoming an English major right now like I'm analyzing um but it's like I feel for her and I'm glad that she's going to therapy for this so that she can become a better mother I think in the long run to Brooklyn because I think that's the we're team Brooklyn here okay we're team yeah team Brooklyn but um (laughs) that wraps up them um moving on to other queens RuPaul's Drag Race can we before we start this season I feel like you might not even be enjoying because this season has Drag felt on. like 50 weeks. Like it is dragging on. There's so and you many know episodes. I enjoy Drag Race. I am going to watch it for future seasons. And I think it's on my list to continue watching. 
Um, I'm still on for season. I'm not going to lie. I'm season one, episode one. I never even finished episode one. Which I never watched season one because you didn't it watch was, season one. That's kind of like everyone says that the real season one is season two. Season one is not it. That's Everything right. changes. Yeah. That's what Melissa, my friend Melissa said too. She said, um, why am I saying my friend Melissa? You fucking know who Melissa is. <laughs> um, that's what she said too. She said, uh, girl, skip season one because the more iconic queens are from season two. I digress. Um, so it's still on my list. I will like bin, uh, I'll binge it in the future. Um, and I do want to keep watching future seasons. But when I see people tweet like, this is the longest season ever. I'm like, yeah, it is. Like at this point, it's like, bitch, how are we still on eight queens? How are we still at? Like, can we yeah. move it the fuck on? It sucks that this is like your first season because <laughs> I'm saying in retrospect, even though it's not over. In retrospect, this is probably not a good season to be your first season because um, it's a lot. Um, they have twists, you have references. It's a yeah. whole lot, but um. But I will say the challenge when you say, "Oh, this was a boring episode because of this," like because of the challenge, it wasn't. It wasn't a fun challenge. I will say I don't notice that because it's like, oh, okay, like um, this is my first dance challenge. So I'm okay yeah. with it. But it's like, like, I don't see it that way. I just see it like it's long because in any other competition series, it's like these bitches would have been home. This would have been top four already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, last thing, this is just a personal thing. I would have to say that everyone's, it's like a, con- it's like a known thing. And I'm sure if you ask <laughs> Melissa, she'll give you your opinion. Ask her what her okay. favorite seasons are. Okay. But I feel like it's a it's like a known it's like an unwritten rule that season six is probably like the best season. Oh, let's just put that out there. But um, let's get started because, like we said, there you have a lot of shit going on. Um, <laughs> so the episode starts off with the girls coming back from the lip sync, and Candy is happy because she's given a second chance. I mean, y'all know how I feel about her. Congrats to her. I don't really like bitch. Bye. I guess <laughs> exactly. After that, they do this mini challenge, which is a cringy rock. This is what I mean by like when people think of drag queens, I feel like this is the shit they they picture and imagine because this is not like I don't want to watch this. Like you guys do some cringy ass shit. I don't know. What did you think about their little rock and roll singing lip syncing thing? Their mini challenges haven't been as fun to me as their first mini challenge from the first like first few episodes or something. So to me, I'm always like, oh, that was the mini challenge. I felt like they were always going to be as big as the other mini, cha- the first mini challenge. So I was, I'm very confused by their mini challenges sometimes. Yeah, sorry, it's, it's, it's like a hit or miss. It's always a hundred percent or like, get the fuck off my screen. It's now. always a miss. No, just kidding. Oh, exactly. Oh, no. Um, So in this mini challenge, Tina Burner wins. I mean, congrats to her. Nobody cares. And <laughs> it's that iconic time. It's time for snatch game, which this snatch game, I would say it was an all right one. Like I said, mm-hmm. in the past, there's been better ones, but it was all right. Okay. Um, some of the names that we were thrown out were Paris Hilton, Jonathan Van Ness, and Bob Ross. So Rue is going through his walkthrough, his little, you know, one-on-one sessions. And he tells Simone, because Simone is doing Harriet Tubman, to be careful because you don't want to mm-hmm. come across as insensitive, ignorant yeah. even, or, you know, you don't want to offend people. And she's like, I'm going to try my best. But my main point in doing this is that I want to bring awareness. And if I make people uncomfortable and if I cause people to think about not only like racism, but how they view people, specifically mm-hmm. black people, then I did my job, which I think yeah. was a super cool, super smart, super, um, like you can tell she's a, this is what I mean by like, she's a thinker. She thinks about her yeah. runway, attention to detail. Like there's always, mm-hmm. it's not like nothing is face value. Nothing is like, um, what is the word? Nothing um, is superficial. There's yes. always a deeper meaning, which as yes. we saw on the runway, I mean, at this point, let's just end the episode. Crown Simone, congratulations to the winner. Um, Honestly, what did you think about their one-on-one session? 
Um, I thought Rue, honestly, I'm like Tina Burner. If I were to talk to Rue or if I'm ever on a competition show and I have to talk one-on-one with the person, like the host or something, I would probably be shitting my pants because I feel like Rue gives good constructive criticism sometimes. And then sometimes I'm like, that's all you have to offer me. <laughs> like, can you fucking tell me? And to me, it was like, okay, you're shitting on their choice, like Tabitha Brown and Bob Ross. But then are they supposed to change it? Like, are they yeah. allowed to change it? And Do you the, get me? And the thing with um the thing with Snatch Game, it's like you gotta you're impersonating obviously the exactly. celebrity, exactly. but you have to have like your clothes and your hair and your makeup. So it's like if I came with a certain celebrity that I planned exactly. on doing, how do I change it? Like Am I what? supposed to come up with a second? Am I supposed to come with a second choice? Like what, what which I guess in, in their defense, they are in his defense, Rue's defense. Um they're told to bring three characters to the snatch game and they pick like whatever's best, whatever best suits them. But yeah, like you said, Rue and Michelle kind of don't always give the best advice. Like with the reading challenge, the, the acting challenge, she's like, it's actually this. Okay. You read your paper. It's this. It's like, ma'am, you're not giving me any new material. How am I supposed to do better? But, um, he also talks to Tina and I don't care for Tina. Um, she says that she, she had in her audition tape, she did Jennifer Coolidge and she gives us a little bit of it. And I cringe. And I don't know if it's just because I don't like Tina, but what did you think of that Jennifer Coolidge impression? I mean, it wasn't the best. I've heard other Jennifer Coolidge impressions that I'm like, oh, that's Jennifer Coolidge. Like, you don't look like her, but that's Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, and I was dying at Rue being like, oh, you did that? I didn't remember. And I was like, <laughs> Exactly like Shay, yeah, but um, <laughs> she ends up going with Richard Simmons. And I just wrote down in my little notes here, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. she's not funny, which I mean, I stand by it because maybe other it, people's yeah. type of humor, maybe like, maybe I know I have crass, dark humor. Maybe that's just, I can't resonate with her humor, but in my opinion, she's not that funny. I felt like her Richard Simmons could have been, because I think people would be like, well, you probably don't even know who Richard Simmons is. And I'm like, bitch, I watched VH1. I love the fucking 90s, bitch. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I think Tina Burner, yeah, I just don't find her funny. Her Her humor is like cringy to me. It's like, okay, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I know we probably just sound like haters, but I'm like, Tina Burner. Humor you don't get. It's like, where's yeah. the punchline? Where's each, episode, the each episode, I'm like, Tina, like, wrap it up already, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, same. Um, So it's time for Snatch Game. I kind of just wrote a little bit of brief notes. I'm not going to go into yeah. every single fucking line, every single joke they went, they gave. But um, <laughs> okay, so we start off with Simone. As we know, she does Harriet Tubman. I just wrote down SMART in all caps because her character, her personality, the way she yes. carried herself, it was super like analytical and just smart. I don't know. What did you think about it? Her wit, like her quick wittedness and the way, I'm sorry. I was very much like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to give my opinion now. Got Mick, Paris Hilton, uh, Denali's Jonathan Van Ness, and Simone's um, Harriet Tubman all stand out, all stood out to me, all of them, and Rose's Mary Queen of Scots. But um, to me, yeah, it was not, it was like, Simone, it's crazy that you didn't even know what you were going to be saying. Because, yeah, you can come up with jokes beforehand just to have at the back of your mind, just in case you want to say them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's all about improv. Because and you have to be quick. You have to be quick, or else you're gonna lose the moment, and it's not the, the joke's not gonna land. And I felt like, um, 
she did a good way of like sticking with like the historical aspect of the character while still making Harriet Tubman like modern. Do you get me? I yeah, don't know. I, I mean, that, that even like from the beginning, like I get I get exactly what you're saying. Like even as she started, mm-hmm. how she came under, she exactly. came under she's the like, desk. She's like I saw um, a lot of white people, you know. <laughs> like it was just it was just hilarious and. I'm going to be, I know I'm a Denali fan and I'm still reading for her, but I'm going to be very disappointed if Simone doesn't win this season. I mean, it, exactly. it's, it's like written on the walls. Like she's the winner. She gives off that energy. Just her runways. I'm sorry. Now it's just a Simone stand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the next queen up is Gaunt Mick. And she, of course, is Paris Hilton. For her, I wrote witty, playful, and quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I feel like she, she did what had to be done. I mean, I feel like except... I did kind of feel like it was rehearsed. Like I felt like mm. everything she said, she could have said, she could have said fucking months ago before she auditioned. Like she knew what she was gonna say, which I guess is the point of it. But it kind of took away from the authenticity. I don't know. What did you think of her choice? Really, I like the fact that she added that part where, oh, are we on route? And then Ruth's like, yeah, we're already filming. And then she switched into like the Paris Hilton dumb persona because everybody knows that like Paris Hilton actually isn't fucking dumb. She's pretty smart and she only did that for the simple life and stuff so i was like oh i like that she integrated that i do get the what you're saying about how like it did seem rehearsed but i felt like that even added to the fact like how just like simone she's so quick-witted and like yeah so easy, by easy no means out. am i hating on her she definitely mm-hmm. like deserved to win because she she was like on yeah i just felt kind of like i i get it also like yeah because the thing i want to know just like with candy is this is not to be shady. I feel like Candy Muse and Gaunt Mick were playing themselves. Like, let's not forget mm, that Candy Muse yes. is very outspoken, like Jeff, like oh, not Jeffrey Star, like Patrick Star. Okay, and, yes. And Gaunt Mick is very, I don't want to say ditzy, but like that energy of like the way Gaunt Mick speaks also like already has a Valley Girl accent. Exactly. Like already, yeah. Okay, no, I okay, now I get where you're going. Like I I completely understand that part. Cause that's what my thought was about Candy Muse with Patrick Starr, but I hadn't kind of put two and together. Forgot make which is like I guess it's a, it's a smart thing that like you, you true because it's going to be easy. character and you know it's what you know. But um, moving on from them, Rose <laughs> Rose is Mary Queen of Scots and call me ignorant. I didn't know who the fuck she was <laughs> portraying because of course I don't care about you don't care about old white people. <laughs> I mean it is what it is. Um, and of course I wrote that she did all right and. She obviously had done her homework and her research because she knew she was very like aware of her personality and whatnot. I think what made that character was the accent. I think anything with a Scottish accent is going to be funny to me because that's the running joke in the world is that you don't understand what Scottish people are saying because their accent is so thick. So that's what made it funny to me. I feel like if it would have been a different character, it wouldn't have been this funny. So that's just my two cents. You're like, okay, thank you for <laughs> I mean, yeah, to each their own. No, and then, and then we see Tina, of course, Richard Simmons. I just wrote cringy. I don't even want to talk about her anymore because we had to talk about her. I mean, there's not much to say. It was just awkward. Yeah. It was no. Unmemorable. Then we have Candy, and she was Patrick Starr, which I wrote literally playing herself as yeah. well as Gamik. I mean, I already went into it. She didn't really add any, like, there wasn't dynamics to her character. She was just, besides exactly. her dressing up in a way that Patrick Starr would there was nothing Patrick Starr. And maybe because I don't watch Patrick Starr, like, I don't know too much about him. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't watch Patrick Starr, but I was very confused by all the fat jokes that Candy Muse was making. I was like, 
oh, does Patrick Star like rag on himself for being? Well, I, I feel like maybe legal? he makes like self-deprecating jokes, but I know the the maybe? one size fits all is a reference to I don't know if you know Jeffrey Star. I keep saying Jeffrey Star. They're not the same person. That's problematic. <laughs> um, I know Patrick Star has a cosmetic line called one okay. size fits all so okay. i know that was a nod to it but other than yeah. that i guess patrick liked it because he went ahead and posted on his instagram story i only know that because the rupaul's drag race account because like i said people I mean, in the makeup world like i don't really care yeah. for them so i don't know i i mean candy when even with the acting challenge like when they were like you did so well you completely came up with a different persona and i was like i don't understand the difference because Candy Muse's voice is the same. You think of Rose, who had a whole different accent. You think of Denali, um, who was very yes. And it was like Candy Muse. Like when I think of impersonators, that person's gonna sound like them. I'm sorry. Like drag race, drag race, drag queens that I've seen when I, I've never been to drag brunch, but I went to a container once and there was drag queens, and um, (laughs) they even when they weren't lip singing. Obviously, they're not going to sound like the female singer, but they were still trying to give off the same tone of voice that the, the singer. Yeah, they're matching the energy that they're supposed exactly. to. So I was like, Kenny is- like you, it's very, which a lot of people have gone on on Twitter and they've really been coming at the judges as far as critiques and judging. Like people have been saying that this, yeah. this year's judging is very like questionable, but I guess I think it's yeah. because they like Candy personally, just like. If you True. ever, if you happen to watch season 11, mm-hmm. um, there's a queen, Vanessa Vanjie, Mateo. Mm-hmm. They liked her personality. And I feel like that's what kept her in the competition. And I don't know. I see that as a problem because it's like, yeah, your, personal, your personality is great TV. But at some point, you have to bring in your character, your persona, your drag essence. And exactly. with me and Candy, it's not, it's not meshing. But um, moving on. We have Olivia and she's Tabitha Brown. And I said that she started off okay and then went downhill. Um, I didn't know who she was until they flashed a picture of the lady. Mm-hmm. I know that she's like, I think I reposted something on Twitter or Instagram of her being very soft-spoken and like motivation, yeah. inspirational. But um, what did you think of her portrayal of Tabitha Brown? I love Tabitha Brown, but I think Olivia made the batch like a wrong choice. I was like, ooh, like how can you be funny with that? Do you get me? Like, like and Simone just, can make Harriet Tubman funny, but and just like Candy, she kept her same voice. There was nothing, not a change in pitch. Yeah, I'm like, like, do these people forget they're putting on a character? I don't get it. Exactly, and I was like, yeah, you talked about how she's kind of like a life, like, like a, a a life coach in a way, but it's like you weren't giving off her vibes. And I'm like, you can make Tabitha Brown funny if you were a comedian, but you're not a comedian. Exactly. So, <laughs> Yikes. Then we have Denali, which I mean, of course, I stand. She played Jonathan Van Nest, which I've never seen that show. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Queer Eye? Eye? I've never watched it, but you apparently, so well. Apparently, she did really. I mean, I know she did yes. well because I could see that the judges were liking her the way she spoke and carried herself, but apparently, she did well because that person, Jonathan, reposted her Instagram yes. pictures. And I don't know, what did you think of all the little quirks and jokes she had? Bitch, I was like, I'm sorry, is Jonathan Van Ness in the fucking building right now? I watch Career and Jonathan Van Ness is like on the nose when she was like, hi, my little honey bunches of um, oats and everybody here. But like, I just <laughs> you guys. Oh, I love myself. Um, Anthony's ash cheeks. Oh, and you turn around and make him a Benedict. And I was like, that's li-. I was like, Jonathan? is that really like, is that on- yes. it was that on point? Maybe you need to watch yes. that show. Like um, Queer Eye when he was cutting someone's hair. 
honey, you're an American, not an American. And I was like, I'm sorry, this is, I was like, Denali, Denali, this is literally like, bitch, you and Jonathan are in the same room. Like you are, you are Jonathan. You're probably the one on the corner, probably. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people had kind of like questions and they were iffy about Denali being in the top. They felt like Simone should have been in the top and they felt like Denali should have been safe. But I don't know. I think they both should have been in the top. I think. <laughs> You're like, Rosé should have been. No. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I definitely, as soon as she said the name, like, I know, because shout out to my friend Brianna. She loves that show. Um, yeah. So I know who she was playing. And the hair, like, yeah. Think, without knowing who that person is, I think she did a good job. Clearly. Yes. I mean, the brushing, even when, like, she wasn't speaking, like, the brushing of the hair the entire time, it's like, I was like, Jonathan, yes. And I found it interesting or kind of funny how um, Carson, who just, I guess, was a part of the original cast or part of the original (laughs) uh, show. Yeah. I was like, wow, uh, what is it? A full circle moment. T. So meta. Then we have Ellie, which uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on dull boring and why did she i get it she was trying to like make it her shtick but why did she think that making the same joke like 10 times over and over was going to be funny we get it rue mcclanahan i guess is known for being friendly with the gentleman as she said but like why did she repeat the same thing over yeah and over? sexually liberated i'll be honest with you i've never watched golden girls but i, I understand the essence of the character in golden girls and I was like, I don't know what she's trying to, I don't know what Elliot's trying to do right now because I, I'm like, Elliot, you say that you're, you've been watching the show with your fiance. Maybe you're barely on your first watch because it does not <laughs> seem like you understand who this character is or what the fuck you're supposed to be saying. And I'm like, I think you thought you were going to pull this risk off, but I think you under, you overestimated yourself. Yeah. I'm like, you, you've never met yourself. I'm like, are you falling asleep to this show? Are you asleep when he's watching it? Like through osmosis, you're trying to become the character. Cause it was just off. It was cringy. And last but not least, we have Utica who is Bob Ross, which I just said, it wasn't the right voice. It wasn't soothing ASMR mm. because let's say, let's just put it out there. Bob Ross is now known for ASMR. Like ASMR is a whole yeah. world we can get into, but um, it was not it. And then on top of that, she just like Elliot kept repeating the same joke environment yeah environment. it was cringy it was an it I got bored I'm like Olivia like a vegan 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 it's like okay enough like move on um I felt so bad for both Utica and Go- and not comic what's the fucking Elliot sorry for their name. <laughs> um that they fucking went on and on about oh yeah like I love Bob Ross or I love the Golden Girls and then it's like they did their character and it was like, do you love them? Because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, do you watch them right now? <laughs> do you know what it means to like someone to look up to them? But <laughs> dig- I digress. We then see the ladies getting ready for the runway. And it's made a point that some of the girls are delusional because Olivia and Utica <laughs> are thinking so highly of themselves. And yes. there comes a point where Olivia finds it odd that Utica is basically talking shit because while they while they were talking off camera, she was very, you know, basically giving her positive affirmations being like girl you did great 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 um what did you think mm-hmm. about this whole talking shit situation was you to go wrong for kind of talking about her or was she justified i mean i was like yeah Utica, you didn't do the best either but i was like olivia Utica's not the person to go there with like Utica's not the person to be like you're being shady it's like bitch 
have we all been watching the same show? Do we all know the same queen? Because Utica and Shade does not fall in the same category. Which I'm like, we, I don't think if we break it down a little more, because we're probably not gonna talk about Untucked, um, there comes a point in Untucked where they basically call Utica out and they're like, You act a certain way on camera, and then when we're not filming, you act a whole different way. And we don't like that. We think it's fake and phony. And basically Utica says that. Well, it's just basically me trying to keep up with you guys and maybe my jokes aren't landing. And I don't know, people went as far as, you know, I follow all the fan accounts um, on Instagram, made it a point to be like, you guys need to keep the same energy with white girls because if this was a person of color, if this was a black girl, you guys would drag them, which, I mean, it's a a point that that is the case. But I don't know, in in this position, because I was watching it with my sister and I was like, do you think Yurika's that bitchy? Or like, are they... Again, like Drew in Real Houses of Atlanta, is it a gang mentality right now? Let's gang up on her. Yeah. Let's drag her. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm like, again, we don't know these people in person, but I'm like, I'm like, if she was that bitchy off camera, I feel like you guys would make that known on camera. So like what, like. Yeah, what's been stopping you from talking about it in the past 10 weeks that we've seen? I don't know. It, it was questionable. Exactly. I was like, but, um, I don't think there's a there's a shady bone in her body i think she just feels like if she's being too nice you guys are gonna walk all over her so she's trying to keep up with this shady drag queen stereotype but she can't yeah it's not it's not translating well and yeah and on top of that one last thing about that i find it ironic that olivia of all people and maybe this is just me i don't want to come across as a hater (laughs) but i get that Mm -hmm. vibe from olivia i mean uh tina burner has commented on it i think somebody else commented on it saying that like Mm -hmm. yeah um because like I said, before the season started, it was a thing. It was like everyone, it was going around, people were going around saying that Miss um, Congeniality this season is going to be Olivia. No, after I think watching, it's going to be Utica. After, say it again? I think it's going to be Utica. Well, no, actually, who knows? <laughs> maybe after last night's episode, or last week's episode, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I don't know, maybe Tamisha, but then people, do people not like Tamisha? I think Tamisha should get it. I think she's the wisest, the smartest, the less, the least annoying from the cast. I don't know. but True, true be honest who do you think it's gonna be well i thought it was utica until yeah that part but i mean simone lala Ree, but i feel like they got along with people but it's like mm. we'll see we'll see time will tell so category is fascinating fascinators <laughs> just like the snatch game i wrote a little bit of quick notes so olivia we have a mad scientist her fascinator is a liquid mercury the silver mercury hat what did you think of it that says it all rose she's wearing this ruffled rose uh colored dress and she has this big rose on her head i don't know if you saw it you probably don't follow them but lala reposted what she would have worn and it was basically the same runway and i was like what is up with these seasons of repeats like i don't get it um what do you think about rose's look it was nice i think it was rose roses no um yeah it was good yeah i'm trying to like put the fucking outfits to the faces and i can't that just shows that they're not memorable not memorable moving on we have utica and she has this picnic inspired outfit it's this she has ants all over her and her fascinator is a picnic basket um um yeah it was it was all right nothing extraordinary i don't know what did you think of it it was utica (laughs) i feel like that's a read then we have simone (laughs) which can we just take a moment to just take it all in Simone, yes. Simone, Simone, the queen of season 13. She comes out in this latex fitted white dress. Her fascinator is this beautifully built hat. 
or I don't know how you explain it. And on the back of it, it says, say their names. It's rhinestone on the back of her dress. Mm -hmm. When she turns around, she has these two rhinestone red bullet holes. Basically, I can't even, I can't even go into it. How would you explain this? Basically, like not an homage, but like in tribute, in tribute to, you know, the black lives lost to, um, police brutality, violence, you know? So I, again, Simone, you know that none of these outfits were superficial when she was like, it was not shallow thinking exactly when she picked them out to take them with her to drag race. Oh gosh, it was speechless. Honestly. It was it was beautiful to say the least. Um, Rue even makes it a point to, before he dismisses them, he tells her that he's so thankful that she brought this message to the main stage. And I think- Here's here's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I guess everyone can do what they want with their drag, mm-hmm. but I I I want to tip my hat off to queens like Simone who have a message and have a little bit of a purpose with their drag. Exactly. It's not just I I I have a makeup makeup I have amazing makeup skills. I know how to dance. Like it's a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that. So Simone, yeah. if you ever hear this, shout out to you. Yeah. Then we have Got Mick, who's very punk rock. We see her clown makeup, which she mm-hmm. hasn't worn since the first episode, which shows you she's versatile because, you know, Michelle loves to point out specific queens who have, you know, their shtick. And yeah. clearly she's smart because she's doing the right thing. Um, She has this huge safety pin on her head, stabbing her. And across it is a rhinestone blood drop. I, I actually really like this look. I thought it was super yeah. for artsy. What did you think of it? I mean, Got Mick's another one like Simone um where like I feel like her picks like she didn't just throw them in a suitcase like she was articulate about what she was taking and I like that yes queen we stand (laughs) then we have Denali which she comes out in this I guess costumey vintage diner girl look um Mm -hmm. her fascinator is a pouring coffee mug onto a teacup (laughs) I thought this look was super excuse me I thought this look was super it was super cute it was like nothing Mm -hmm nothing like super fashion forward but it was it was a a good spin on the whole fascinator thing i don't know Mm -hmm. no yeah it was cute i'm trying to like pinpoint it all i remember is the fascinator i don't remember the outfit sorry denali (laughs) and on top of that she was on she was in skates she's wearing skates so another element of just love it we love that drag is an art (laughs) then we have elliot Oh God, I feel even bad time. We have Elliot with her pink flamingo katsu. Looks like one I of the know. legs was baggy and then part of her arm was nude. Um, her fascinator was a feather mohawk look. No. My sister hated it. I didn't really care for it either. Before we get into the lip sync, am I the one who felt like Elliot gave up? She felt so defeated this episode. She was yes. like, no energy. It yes. was, know, something was off. I mean, Utica was lucky. She was up against Elliot. I think Utica <laughs> did well. Okay, not me outing the fucking um, bottom <laughs> two. But um, yeah, I was like, Ooh, Ellie, Ellie's. Yeah, I think. At least pretend. <laughs> she probably was like clocked down mentally. She was over it. At yeah. least that's the vibe that I got. Um, I mean, then we have girl. Tina, and she's wearing this horse, horse head. It was ugly. I'm sorry. I don't like to tell people's <laughs> outfits ugly because I know they work hard on it, but it was not it. I mean, memorable for the wrong reasons. There you go. <laughs> And last but not least, we have Candy. Um, she came out in this black and white poofy dress. I don't know how to explain it. And then she, her fascinator was her name spelled, her last name spelled out in feathers. I feel like this was a reach. Like, Candy, are your arms tired from reaching? Because that was not a fascinator. I mean, 
like the feathers look like they were gonna fall apart i'm trying oh my god i i was terrible this week I'm like, did I you watch this remember. episode or the fucking feathers oh my god it was me, me like me. stuck on elliot's feathers <laughs> <laughs> it was like this i think elliot like, traumatized me it was um me was pulled up with feathers it wasn't <sighs> it wasn't that great so clearly i mean you can't remember it so it wasn't I mean, that great yeah i mean were they gonna call it out like no she was fucking safe i was gonna say were they gonna call it out like rose's fucking orange or something like you swear they're they're, they're double standards they wouldn't exactly Ugh, but so we wrap up the episode with denali rose and olivia being called safe Gottmik wins the challenge which this is her second challenge win she's won the ball yeah. challenge and now snatch game yeah. shout out to her and we have Utica and Ellie in the bottom two. Honestly, I'm not even going to front. Before the lip sync song started, I honestly thought Utica was going to go home because, I mean, it's kind of known that Ellie is a dancer. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case. So the song is fascinated. Of course, you know, production swears they're so witty by having the title be, you know, incorporated with their runway. But um, had you heard this song? I didn't know what the song was. I didn't even know. And you're saying, you're making that comment about how, like, they're so witty, making it their fucking runway song. Why couldn't they pick a disco song for Disco Mentor Week? <laughs> you're you're still back on that. Like, what yes. song did they get? Uh, some Kelly Clarkson song? Yeah. Um. No, they got the the Kentrell, the the blue, the the hit 'em up blue style or something. The oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I love that song, but yeah, that didn't match up. That was not <laughs> it. Um, but moving on, yeah, they lip sync and Elliot didn't try oh, Elliot is told yeah. to sashay away um Utica was super happy and I mean I guess she's supposed to be because she was winning that lip sync what did you think of the results I mean again Utica is lucky that she went against Elliot I mean not to say that Elliot is subpar but she is but it's like Utica really you lucked out being in the bottom two this time with someone like Elliot because if you would have been against a queen like Candy or um la la re or denali Simone or denali but i never put denali on the bottom two, really. <laughs> um it's like you she wouldn't have lucked out like it's you would have seen the different levels of greatness so i feel like utica did do well though i feel like like we said elliot to me phoned it in because like you said elliot's a dancer yeah the song I never heard it, but the song started off with a good beat. It was up, you know? So I was like, okay, you could be hitting the beats, bitch, but you're not. You're just standing like, bitch, do something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of lackluster. <laughs> and yeah, we see Elliot uh, go, home. go home next week. I don't want to give anything away, but something tells me next week will be a, will be a very difficult episode. Um, it's a mess. We see them why? getting in pairs because they are doing the makeover yeah. challenge this is one of the staple this is one of the drag race staples the, the challenges yes, because they do it every year um and we see them in pairs they're going to be making over each other i'm excited nervous anxious but uh what do you think of next week what do you what do you think is going to go down next week with the makeover? i read that they usually do it am i wrong they do it with other like not each other they do it with other people but because of covid they can't no, yeah. It, every year it's different. They've done it where okay. they've made over season nine. They made over the camera crew in season, oh. like in season four, they had Marines come. So it's just, oh, um, there was okay. a season 12. They had super fans, which I mean, I would have loved to be on it, but you know, hey, it was all women. So we love that. And um, yeah. Wait, do you know something that I don't know? No, I'm being dumb. 
Oh, bitch, I was like, did we watch this? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, it's been a long day. I was like, did we? I was like, is it a double elimination, Lise? Like, what's happening? You, maybe, you read the maybe. Reddit threads. <laughs> you read the Reddit threads. You know, I'm just a naive bitch. I don't really go on anywhere but Twitter. So I'm like, okay. And you're like, I don't want to give anything away. I was like, give what away? Did we watch the same preview? <laughs> They just bear out, bitch. I'm like, you didn't watch the. You like you didn't the, watch the, the un- trailer, the, the unedited cut? trailer. They the directors cut. The superman's cut. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Like no, then, Danielle, I need you to read up on it. Then, then we probably will do that. But um, I'm already looking the future because you know we're barely on episode five, six, and there's still 20 bitches left. So I guess that's still <laughs> episode long. nine. Oh. <laughs> We still have a long way to go, but um, that wraps up this episode, you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow our social media. Follow the pod Instagram at NobiusPod. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, listen to us wherever you can. Share with your friends, your animals, your neighbors. I don't fucking know. Um, any final words? Um, yeah. Leave us an audio message. We've been doing this <laughs> since July, and I've still been waiting for an audio message okay maybe i'm gonna leave us an audio message (laughs) maybe you should do your snatch game character and leave us an audio message (laughs) not a snatch game character i don't even know who i would do but yeah for the 100th time i always do this i thank you guys um for listening like 10 times before i end it but you know final one i just i'm so grateful i can't help it but um again (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you guys in the next episode bye Bye.